Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the States of Us podcast. Before we get right into it, if you would like to follow us on Instagram at State of Us Media. Also on Twitter as well at State of Us Media. Um, more specifically on Instagram because I'm going to be more active over there. So at State of Us Media Podcast on Instagram. In today's episode, we will be discussing the Illuminati conspiracy. Now, I'm not going to be able to go through everything, so I will leave the link below in in the description, but we're just going to go over what we can. Or if you are interested, I may do a part two. Let us know. So, Adam Weishaupt, 1748-1830, became Professor of Canon, Canon Law and Practical Philosophy at the University of Ingolstadt in 1773. He was the only non-clerical professor at an institution run by Jesuits, whose order Pope Clement XIV had had dissolved in 1773. The Jesuits of Ingolstadt, however, still retained the purse strings and some power at the university which they continued to regard as their own. They made constant attempts to frustrate and discredit non-clerical staff, especially when coarse material contained anything they regarded as liberal or Protestant. Weishaupt became deeply anti-clerical, resolving to spread the ideals of the Enlightenment Auckland through some sort of secret society of like-minded individuals. Finding Freemasonry expensive and not open to his ideas, he founded his own society which was to have a system of ranks or grades based on those in Freemasonry, but with his own agenda. His original name for the new order was Bonder Perfectibility or Covenant of Perfectibility. He later changed it because it sounded too strange. On 1st of May 1776, Weishaupt and four students students, formed the taking the Owl of Minerva as their symbol. The members were to use aliases within the society. Race out became Spartacus, law students, Massenhurrison, Bauhoff, Mers, and Susa became respectively Ajax, Agathon, 
Tiberius and Erasmus Rotterdamus Rasout later expelled Sutor for indolence. In April 1778, the order became the or Order of Illuminati, after Rasout had seriously contemplated the name B Order. Massenhausen proved initially the most active in expanding the society. Significantly, while studying in Munich, shortly after the formation of the order, he recruited Javier von Rack, a former pupil of Rauschaupt, at the beginning of a significant administrative career. At the time, he was in charge of the Bavarian National Lottery. Massenhausen's enthusiasm soon became a liability in the eyes of Rasout, after was often resulting in attempts to recruit unsuitable candidates. Later, his erratic love life made him neglectful, and as Rasout passed control of the Munich group to Zrak, it became clear that Massenhausen had misappropriated subscriptions and intercepted correspondence between Rasout and Zrak. In 1778, Massenhausen graduated and took a post outside Bavaria, taking no further interest in the order at this time. The order had a nominal membership of 12 and I'm assuming that means 12 years. With the, the departure of Massenhausen, Schrack immediately applied himself to recruiting more mature and important recruits. Most prized by Rasout was a herself, a childhood friend, and a canon of the Munich Falkenreich. By the end of summer 1778, the order had 27 members, still counting Massenhausen in five commands, Munich, Athens, Ingolstadt, Eleusis, Babensburg, Sparta, Flessingen, Tebs, and Eichstadt, Erzurum. During this early period, the order had three grades of novice, Minerva, and illuminated Minerva of which only the Minerva grade involved a complicated ceremony. In this, the candidate was given secret signs and a password, a system of mutual mutual espionage, kept Rasout informed of the activities and character of all his members, his favourites becoming members of the ruling council or Areopagus, some novices were permitted to recruit becoming in a sentence. Christians of good character were actively sought, with Jews and pagans specifically excluded along with women, monks and members of other secret societies. Favoured candidates 
were rich, docile, willing to learn, and aged 18 to 30. Transition Having, with difficulty, dissuaded some of the members from joining the Freemasons, Weishaupt decided to join the older order to acquire materials to expand his own ritual. He was admitted to large prudence of the right of strict observance early in February 1777. His progress through the three degrees of Blue Lodge masonry taught him nothing of the higher degrees he sought to exploit. But in the following year, a priest called Abe Manati informed Jacques that these inner secrets rested on knowledge of the older religion and the primitive church. Zrak persuaded Weishaupt that their own order should enter into friendly relations with Freemasonry and obtain the dispensation to set up their own lodge. At this stage, December 1778, the addition of the first three degrees of Freemasonry was sent was seen as a secondary project. With little difficulty, a warrant was obtained from the Grand Lodge of Prussia, called the Royal York for Friendship, and the new lodge was called Theodore of the Good Council, with the intention of flattering Charles Theodore, Elector of Bavaria. It was founded in Munich on 21st of March 1779 and quickly packed with Illuminati. The first master, a man called Radl, was persuaded to return home to ba- to Baden and by July Rassalp's order ran the lodge. The next step involved independence from their Grand Lodge by establishing Masonic relations with the Union Lodge in Frankfurt. Affiliated to the Premier Grand Lodge of England, Lodge Theodore became independently recognised and able to, to declare its independence as a new mother lodge. It could now spawn lodges of its own. Through the recruiting drive amongst the Frankfurt Masons also obtained the allegiance of Adolf Freher Kling. Reform. Adolf Nick was recruited late in 1780 at a convention of the Light of Strict Observance by Costanza, Marchese di Costanzo, an infantry captain in the Bavarian army and a fellow Freemason. Nick, still in his twenties, had already reached the highest initiatory grades of his order and had arrived with his own grand plans for its reform. 
Disappointed that his scheme found no support, Nick was immediately intrigued when Costanzo informed him that the order that he sought to create already existed. Nick and three of his friends expressed a strong interest in learning more of this order, and Costanzo showed the material related to the Minerva grade. The teaching material for the grade was liberal literature which was banned in Bavaria, but common knowledge in the Protestant German states. Nick's three companions became disillusioned and had no more to do with Constanzo. But Nick's persistence was, was rewarded in November 1780 by a letter from Walshaupt, Nick's connection both within and outside of Freemasonry made him an ideal recruit. Nick, for his own part, was flattered by the attention and drawn towards the order's stated aims of education and the, and the protection of mankind from despotism. Weishaupt managed to acknowledge and pledge to support Nick's interest in alchemy and the higher sciences. Nick replied to Weishaupt outlining his plans for the reform of Freemasonry as the strict observance began to question its own origins. <coughs> Just uh, going to take a tea break. I um I hope that everyone is safe out there, staying well. Um, I know it's um tough times. You know, it's we're in we are in a weird times. But I hope everyone is staying safe, staying well out there in the world. Weishaupt set Nick the task of recruiting before he could be admitted to the higher grades of the order. Nick accepted, accepted on the condition that he be allowed to choose his own recruiting grounds. Many other masons found Nick's descriptive description of the new Masonic order attractive and were enrolled in the Minerva grade of the Illuminati. Nick appeared at this time to believe in the most serene superiors, which Weishaupt claimed to serve. His inability to articulate anything about the higher degrees of order became increasingly embarrassing, but in delaying any help, Weishaupt gave him an extra task, provided with material by Weishaupt. Nick now produced pamphlets outlining the activities of the outlawed Jesuits, purporting to show how they continued to thrive and recruit, especially in Bavaria. Meanwhile, Nick's inability to give his recruits any satisfactory response uh, 
to questions regarding the higher grades was making his position untenable, and he wrote to rise up to this effect. In January 1781, faced with the prospect of losing Neek and his Masonic recruits, Wiseup finally confessed that his superiors and the supposed antiquity of the order were fictions, were fictions, and the higher degrees had yet to be written. If Neek had expected to learn the promised deep secrets of Freemasonry in the higher degrees of the Illuminati, he was surprisingly calm about Wiseup's revelation. Wiseup promised Neek a free hand in the creation of the high degrees, and also promised to send him his own notes for his own part. Neek welcomed the opportunity to use the order as a vehicle for his own ideas. His new approach would, he claimed, make the Illuminati more attractive to prospective members in the Protestant kingdoms of Germany. In November 1781, the Aeropagus advanced Neek 50 Florence to travel to Bavaria, which he did via Swabia and Franconia, meeting and enjoying the hospitality of other Illuminati on, on his journey. Internal problems. Excuse me. The order had now developed profound internal divisions. The Elstadt command had formed an autonomous province on July 1780, and a rift was growing between Rasshaupt and the Aeropagus who found him stubborn, dictatorial and inconsistent. Nick fitted readily into the role of peacemaker. In discussions with Aeropagus and Rasshaupt, Nick identified two areas which were problematic. Weishaupt's emphasis on the recruitment of university students meant that senior positions in the order often had to be filled by young men with little practical experience. Secondly, the anti-Jesuits ethos of the order at its inception had become a general anti-religious settlement. Sentiment, sorry, which Neek knew would be a problem in recruiting the senior Freemasons that the order now sought to attract. Neek felt keenly the sitting, keenly the stifling grip of conservative Catholicism in Bavaria and understood the anti religious feelings that this produced in the liberal Illuminati, but he also saw the negative impression these same feelings would engender in Protestant states, inhibiting the spread of the order in Greater Germany. Both the Aeropagus and Rasshaupt then felt powerless to do anything less than give Nick a free hand. He had the contacts with in and outside of Freemasonry that 
they needed and he had the skill as a ritualist to build their project, projected gradled structure where they had ground to a halt at Illuminatus Manor with only the Minerva grade below and the merest sketches of high grades. The only restrictions imposed were the need to discuss the inner secrets of the highest grades and the necessity of submitting his new grades his new grades for approval. Excuse me. Meanwhile, the scheme to propagate illumination, illuminatism as a legitimate branch of Freemasonry had stalled. While Lord Theodore was now in the, their control, a chapter of elect masters attached to it only had one member from the order and still had a constitutional superiority to the craft lodge controlled by the Illuminati. The chapter would be difficult to persuade to submit to the Areopagus and formed a very real barrier to Lodge Theodore becoming the first and mother lodge of a new illuminated Freemasonry. A treaty of alliance was aligned between the order, order and the chapter and by the end of January 1781 four daughter lodges had been created but independence was not in the chapter's agenda. Costanza wrote to the Royal York pointing out to out the discrepancy between the fees dispatched to their new Grand Lodge and the service they had received in return. The Royal York, unwilling to lose the revenue, offered to confer the higher secrets of Freemasonry on a representative that their Munich brethren were dispatched to Berlin. Costanza accordingly set off for Prussia on 4th of April 1780 with instructions to negotiate a reduction in Theodore's fees. While he was there, on the way, he managed to have an argument with a Frenchman on the subject of a lady with whom they were sharing a carriage. The Frenchman sent a message ahead to the, to the king some time before they reached Berlin, denouncing Costanza as a spy. He was only freed from prison with the help of a Grand Master of Royal York and was expelled from Prussia, having accomplished nothing. New System Nick's initial plan to obtain a constitution from London would, they realised, have been seen through by the chapter until such time as they could take over the Masonic Lodge that their chapter could not control. They were for the moment content to rewrite the three degrees for the lodges which they administered. On 20th of January 1782, Nick tabulated his new system of grades 
for the other, these were arranged in three classes. Class 1, the nursery, consisting of the Novicity, the Minerva and Illuminatus Manor. Class 2, the Masonic Grades, the Three Blue Lodge, Grades of Apprentice, Companion and Master were separated from the higher Scottish Grades of Scottish Novice and Scottish Knights. Class 3, the Mysteries, the Lesser Mysteries were the Grades of Priest and Prince, followed by the Greater Mysteries in the Grades of Mad and King. It is unlikely that the rituals for the greater mysteries were even written. Attempts at Expansion Nick's recruitment from German Freemasonry was far from, far from random. He targeted the masters and wardens, the men who ran the lodges, and were often able to place the entire lodge at the disposal of the Illuminati in Arkin, Baron DeWitt, Master of Constancy Lodge, caused, caused every member to join the order. In this way, the order expanded, expanded sorry, rapidly in central and southern Germany and obtained a foothold in Austria. Moving into the spring of 1782, the handful of students that had started the order had swelled to about 300 members, only 20 of the new recruits being students. In Munich, the first half of 1782 saw huge changes in the government of Lord Theodore in February. Weishaupt had offered to split the lodge, with the Illuminati going their own way, and chapter taking any remaining traditionalists into their own continuation of Theodore. At this point the chapter unexpectedly capitulated and the Illuminati had completed had complete control of Lodge and Chapter. In June both Lodge and Chapter sent letters severing relations with Royal York citing their own faithfulness in paying for their recognition and Royal York's failure to, to provide any instruction into the higher grades, their neglect of Costanza, failure to defend him from malicious charges or prevent the expulsion from Prussia were also cited. They had made no effort to provide Costanza with the promised secrets, and the Munich Masons, Masons now suspended that their brethren in Berlin relied, relied on the mystical French higher grades, which they sought to avoid. Lodge Theodore was now independent. The right of strict observance was now in a critical state. Its normal leader was Prince Karl of Sodomanland, later Charles of Sweden, openly suspected of trying to absorb the right, the right into the Swedish right, 
which he already controlled. The German lodges looked for leadership to Duke Ferdinand of Brunswick, when abusal, suspicion turned to open contempt when it transpired that Karl regarded the Stuart heir to the British throne as the true Grand Master, and the lodges of the strict observance all but ignored their Grand Master. This impasse led to the convent of Wilhelmsbad. Convent of Wilhelmsbad. Delayed from 15th of October 1781, the last convention of the strict observance finally opened on 16th July 1782 in the spa town of Wilhelmsbad on the outskirts of now a part of Hanu, ostensibly a discussion of the future of the order, the 35 delegates knew that the strict observance in its current form was doomed, and that the convent of Wilhelmsbad would be a struggle over the pieces between the German mystics under Duke Ferdinand of Brunswick, Wunnebusel, and their host, Prince Charles of Hesse Cassel, and the Martinists, under Jean Baptiste Winnemars. The only dissenting voices to mystical high grades were Johann Joachim Christoph Bode, who was horrified by Martinism but whose proposed alternatives were yet as yet informed, unformed, and Franz Dietrich von Diffuth, a judge from Wetzlar and master of the Joseph of the Three Helmets Lodge, there who was already a member of the Illuminati, did first publicly com- campaign for a return to the basic three degrees of Freemasonry, which was the least likely outcome of the convention. The mystics already had coherent plans to replace the higher degrees. The lack of a coherent alternative to the two strains of mysticism allowed the Illuminati to present themselves as a credible option. This first prompted and assisted by Nick, who now had full authority to act for the order, became their spokesman. Nick's original plan to propose an alliance between the two orders was rejected by Rassabt, who saw no point in an alliance with a dying order. His new plan was to recruit the Masons opposed to the Templar higher degrees of strict observance. At the convent, Ditworth blocked the attempts of Willemars and Hesse to, to introduce their own higher degrees by insisting that the full details of such degrees be revealed to the delegates. The frustration of the German mystics 
led to their en- enrolling Count Conrad with the Illuminati with a view to later affiliation. Did first on agenda was to replace all of the higher degrees with a single fourth degree, with no permissions, with no pretensions to further Masonic revelations. Finding no support for his plan, he left the convent prematurely, writing to the Areopagus that he expected nothing good of the assembly. In attempt to satisfy everybody, the convent of Wilhelmsbad achieved little. They renounced the Templar origins of their ritual, while retaining the Templar titles, trappings and administrative administrative structure. Charles of Hesse and Ferdinand of Brunswick renamed remained at the head of the order, but in practicing but in practice the lodge the lodges were almost independent. The Germans also adopted the name of the French Order of Widemars Beneficence de la Saint Good Knights of the Holy City, and some Martinists, mysticism was imported into the first three degrees, which were now the only essential degrees of Freemasonry. Crucially, individual lodges of the order were now allowed to fraternize with lodges of other systems. The new Scottish grade introduced with the Leon ritual of achieved of Williams was not compulsory. Each province and prefecture was free to decide what, if anything, happened after the three craft degrees. Finally, in an effort to show that something had been achieved, the convent regulated at length on etiquette, titles and a new numbering for the provinces. Aftermath of Wilhelmsbad What the convent of Wilhelmsbad actually achieved was the demise of the strict observance. It renounced its own origin, myth, along with the higher degrees which bound its highest and most influential members, it abolished the strict control which had kept the order unified and alienated many Germans who mistrusted Martinism. Bode, who was repelled by Martinism, immediately entered negotiations with Nick and finally joined the Illuminati the Illuminati in January 1783. Charles of Hesse joined the following month. Nick's first efforts at an, at an alliance with the intact German Grand Lodges failed, but Weishaupt persisted. He proposed a new federation where all of the German Lodges would practice an agreed unified system in the essential three degrees of Freemasonry, 
and be left to their own devices as to which, if any system of higher degrees they wished to pursue, this would be a federation of unified systems in the Federation of Grand Lodges, and members would be free to visit any of the Blue Lodges in any jurisdiction. All lodges, all lodge masters would be elected, and no fees would be paid to any central authority whatsoever. Groups of lodges would be subject to a Scottish directorate composed of members delegated by lodges to audit finances, settle disputes and authorise new lodges. These in turn would select equality, would elect equality where preserved only in the lower three symbolic degrees. The various systems of higher degrees were dominated by the elite who could afford researches in alchemy and mysticism. To wash out the need, the proposed federation was also a vehicle to propagate Illuminism. Throughout Germany, Freemasonry, their intention was to use their new federation with its emphasis on the fundamental degrees to remove all allegiance to strict observance, allowing the eclectic system of the Illuminati to take its place. The circle announcing the new federation outlined the faults of German Freemasonry, that unsuitable men with money were often admitted on the basis of their wealth, that the corruption of civil society had infected infected their lodges, having advocated to the deregulation of the higher grades of the German lodges. The Illuminati now announced their own from their unknown unknown superiors, Lodge Theodore, newly independent from Royal York, set themselves up as a provincial grand lodge. Nick, in a letter to the Royal York Lodges, now accused that grand lodge of decadence, their decadence, their Freemasonry had allegedly been corrupted by the Jesuits. Strict observance was now attacked as a creation of the Stuarts, devoid of all moral, moral virtue. The Zinnendorf right of the Grand Land Lodge of the Freemasons of Germany was suspect was suspect because its author was in league with the Swedes. This direct attack had the opposite effect to that intended by Rassault. It offended many of its readers. The Grand Lodge of the Grand Orient of Warsaw, which controlled Freemasonry in Poland and Lithuania, 
was happy to participate in the Federation only as far as the first three degrees. Their insistence on independence had kept them from the strict observance and would now keep them from the Illuminati, whose plan to annex Freemasonry rested on their own higher degrees. By the end of January 1783, the Illuminati's Masonic contingent had seven lodges. It was not only the clumsy appeal of the Illuminati that left the Federation short on members. Lodge Theodore was recently formed and did not command respect like other lodges. Most of all, the Freemasons most likely to be attracted to the Federation saw the Illuminati as an ally against the mystics and martyrisms, but valued their own freedom too highly to be caught in another restrictive organisation. Even Ditforth, the supposed representative of the Illuminati at Wilhelmsbad, had pursued his own agenda at the convent. The non-mystical Frankfurt dodges created an eclectic alliance which was almost indistinguishable in constitution and aims from the Illuminati's Federation, far from seeing this as a threat. After some discussion, the Illuminati lodges joined the new alliance. Three Illuminati now sat on the committee, charged with writing the new Masonic statutes, Aside from strengthening relations between their three lodges, the Illuminati seemed to have gained no advantage from this manoeuvre. Did first having found a Masonic organisation that worked towards its own ambitions for Freemasonry, took little interest in the Illuminati after his adherence to the Eclectic Alliance. In reality, the creation of the Eclectic Alliance had undermined all of the subtle plans of the Illuminati to spread their own doctrine through Freemasonry. I think this will be... I think this section will be the last part, and then if... You are interested. I may do. I may do a part two on this. So the last part will be Zenith. Although their hopes of mass recruitment through Freemasonry had been frustrated, the Illuminati continued to re- recruit well at an individual level. In Bavaria, the succession of Charles Theodore initially led to a liberalisation. Lib- of attitudes and laws, but the clergy and courtiers, guarding their own power and privilege, persuaded the weak-willed monarch to reverse his reforms, and Bavaria's expression of liberal thought returned. This reversal led to a general resentment of the monarch and the church among the educated classes which provided a perfect recruiting ground for the Illuminati.
a number of Freemasons with prudence from Prudence Lodge, disaffected by the Martinists' rights of the severely befrozzons, John Lodge Theodore, who set themselves up in a gardened mansion which contained their library of liberal literature. Illuminati circles in the rest of Germany expanded, while some had only modest gains. The circle in Mainz almost doubled from 31 to 61 members. Reaction to state Catholicism led to gains in Austria, and footholds were obtained in Warsaw, Pressburg, Tyrol, Milan, and Switzerland. The total number of verifiable members at the end of 1784 is around 650. Weishaupt and Hertel later claimed a figure of 2,500. The higher figure is largely explained by the inclusion of members of Masonic lodges that the Illuminati claimed to control. But it is likely that the names of all the Illuminati of the Illuminati are not known, and the true figure lies somewhere between 650 and 2,500. The importance of the order lay in its successful recruitment of the professional classes, churchmen, academics, doctors and lawyers, and its more recent acquisition of powerful benefactors. Karl August, Grand Duke of Saxe-Reimer-Eisenach, Ernest, the second Duke of Saxe-Gotha-Annenberg, with his brother and later successor August, Karl Theodore, Anton Marie von Dahlberg, Governor of Erfurt, Duke Ferdinand of Brunswick, Wolfenbüttel, already mentioned, his chief assistant in Masonic matters, Johann Frederick von Sorts and Count Metternich of Koblenz were all enrolled in Vienna. Count Brigido, Governor of Galicia, Count Leopold, Conrad, Chancellor of Bohemia, with his Vice-Chancellor, Baron Kressel, Count Perfi Reynolds, Chancellor of Hungary, Count Banfly, Governor and Provincial Grand Master of Transylvania, Count Stadion, Ambassador, Ambassador to London, and Baron von Fletten, Minister of Public Education, also joined. There were notable features, notable failures, sorry. Johann Kasper Lavater, the Swiss poet and, theolo- and theolo- theologian, rebuffed Nick. He did not believe the order's humanitarian and nationalist aims were achievable by secret means. He further believed that, as that a society drive for members would ultimately submerge its founding ideals. Christoph Frederick Nikolai, the Berlin writer and bookseller, became disillusioned after joining. He found its aims, Simeric 
and sought the use of Jesuit methods to achieve their aims was dangerous. He remained in the order, but took no part in the recruitment. I think, right, I think that will do for today's podcast. Like I say, if you would like me to do a part two, then by all means, let me know. Um, You can, if you are listening on Anchor, you can leave messages. Or, Or the next best thing is to follow us on Instagram and to make sure that you're going to the right one I'm going to bring up Instagram on my laptop Yeah, if you like to go to Instagram and type in State State of Us Media Podcast, we will pop up if you like to follow us over there so you can get, so you can find out what we're going to be talking about, um, be active in polls and that sort of thing, so it's best to follow us over there, but that will do for today. Um, it's currently 11 11 minutes past 3 on Friday morning so I'm doing this I'm get so I'm doing this early Um, so yeah um, I hope you enjoy the episode Uh, let us know your feedback let us know what you like you know, do you want us to go in more depth? Also, let me know if you'd like to ha- have a part two. But that'll be it. I hope you have a good day. I hope you stay safe. Be well. If you have to go out, please keep two metres away. Take precautions. And most of all, stay home, stay home, stay safe. See you guys.